Hello and welcome to First, your first place for all F1 related news, content, general tomfoolery and... Yeah, you pretty, <laughs> pretty precisely that was, summed that, it up that there. Was, that was better than our first attempt. Um, yeah. This is actually, uh, let's let you in a little mm-hmm. secret viewers. Um, listeners, Apple Podcast, Amazon Spotify. Yes, everyone. This is our second time recording this introduction, and no. in fact, our second time in recording the first ten minutes of this podcast. No. Because whose microphone decided to unattach itself without us even noticing about five minutes in? I'll, I'll find give the clip you from a the pre- hint. Yeah, I'll find the clip from the previous one, and I'll show you our faces when we... Their sim- name was Jed. <laughs> Oh, our names are Jed and Ellie, yeah, by the way. Yeah, this is I'm I'm Jed. I am apparently Ellie. Yeah, and welcome back to first. Obviously, our first episode, our first proper episode. Um, thank um, you for all the support on us launching this podcast. It's been great to see. Yes. Thanks, Mum, for uh, for although the out. words of wisdom and encouragement. Yeah, you've been great. Um, and obviously here is this is our first proper episode after the Hungary Grand Prix which just happened on Sunday. So this is our Hungary race recap, recap. Week. week recap recap. Um, everything, even though it is Thursday yeah, but we're just giving you guys time to really absorb everything. Yeah. And if you haven't already and you're watching on YouTube or you're watching on Spotify or any other of your podcast streaming platforms please do the subscribe, follow rate our podcast rate it five stars even if you've watched up until this point and you feckin hate us rate it five stars mm-hmm. just just to be funny leave us a terrible review but rate it five stars and you will be helping us out a lot first of all i'm going to ask you jed okay let's give us a couple words on your overall race opinion of this weekend just gone yes um Coma inducing. <laughs> I have no idea what you mean. <laughs> um, nodding off inspiring. And. And enough that we didn't even watch the full race. Yeah, would you like a little secret, viewers? <laughs> um, we sound, we're going to sound like a terrible podcast. Yes, yeah, like not, not enth- very good to go like on the first episode. Yeah. Um, but we, we actually missed the last 30 laps because we went to go and see Oppenheimer and, and Barbie. Barbie. Um, we'll put a little picture of me and Ellie in our nice Barbie <laughs> costumes for our visual yes. re- uh, watchers, but for our audio-only listeners, um, I went in pink short, short swimming trunks mm-hmm. a, and a pink open-buttoned shirt, and Ellie went in a pink I was in a neon pink dress, Yeah, but that was the only pink I owned. Ellie so. thought it'd be really funny for us to go to Oppenheimer in this dress. Yes. The, the, and, and the funny thing is, is that our friends barely dressed in pink. Yeah, no, we... They, they, so... Yeah, yeah, Fraser Marnie, you know who you are. Me and Jed yeah, really just we went really all out. out. We really stood out. And we didn't even go on opening day because we weren't there. So no, we yeah. couldn't. So we were there on the second day, which makes it even more sad. But we digress. Anyway, let's get back, back into what we're all here to talk about. Mars has happened. Yes. Comfortably won by 33 seconds. Indeed he did. Which is very funny. Very is number, you know. Number is 33. Which means that Red Bull tie the all-time consecutive win uh, total. Is that the right word? Total? Yeah, you know what you mean. They've bet out McLaren, who held it in the 80s, I think. Late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, and nobody thought that would happen again. 
Yep. But here we are, not even Mercedes managed it in their very many years of dominance. No, not even in 2020 when there was literally no one there to yep. try and beat them. <sighs> yeah. And yeah, that's so, them. Yeah, so that they now have happened. 12 wins in a row, um, which means they took over from McLaren's 11. Um, and Max Verstappen is now on seven wins in a row, which means two more, and he would equal Seb Vettel's all-time record mm-hmm. um, from 2013 of his nine wins in a row. Lovely. Um, if this is the time that you're watching and you this is your first introduction to Formula One, mm-hmm. we promise it's not always this No. cut. You know? Sometimes. Sometimes people battle for the race win. Yeah, sometimes. Not this season. Um, if you want an interesting season and you don't know much about uh, Formula One, either watch 2010, 2012, or even 2021 yes. if you want a really good heartbreaking we story. We will be covering some old races. Yep. Just to keep fans up to date. Yep. Maybe fans can learn something, or maybe some veterans just want to refresh their knowledge. Exactly. But I think we should talk about the top three. Yes. Who is Verstappen? Norris mm-hmm. and Perez. Yeah. Norris did a fantastic job. Norris did do a fantastic job. However, <laughs> I want to talk about first. 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 The podcast. On the, on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> I want to talk about Sergio Perez, who yes had a mixed weekends of sorts due to well in in literally the first few seconds of uh, free practice one, so the first practice session they get, he bend it into a wall. Again, mm-hmm. um, he then qualified tenth in the fastest car on the grid. But people were happy Sorry, to ninth, see him. Ninth, ninth, What did they say? Well, ninth. People were happy to see him in Q three. Yeah, people yeah. because this was the first time in six races that he had got into the third round of was qualifying. Six because he got five in a row that he uh, didn't make it. Lovely. Um, so yeah. It's, uh, it was pretty incredible stuff from Perez, only to redeem himself in some sort of way by coming third in the race, which got him driver of the day. Yes, which which it came as a coincidentally, surprise. coincidentally, happens every time he doesn't qualify very well. Yeah, gains himself a couple of places, and people miraculously miraculously think that he deserved driver of the day which is is interesting because there was a few outstanding drives across the grid uh ricardo's recovery was pretty Mm -hmm. impressive george russell's george russell finished p6 from starting p18 was pretty pretty solid um even lando piastri piastri fell off towards the end a bit but that was still he managed to get to p2 in that opening corner yeah, it was brilliant. It was pretty impressive. Yeah. It was the most exciting thing about that opening corner. It really was. Hamilton was even, something to forget. Even the crash, which we have to mention <laughs> in the opening corner, mm-hmm. is one of the most boring crashes I've ever seen in Formula yes. One, and that's quite a statement mm-hmm. because crashes shouldn't be boring. No. Um, uh, Guan Yu Zhou, after an incredible qualifying session. Oh yes, he just—I think he forgot how to press go. Yeah, <laughs> so he he hit uh, uh, anti-stall, which basically means he, he he fecked up his launch, then... All the cars around him just had to take action to try and get out of his way. Yeah, because he was basically... It's like, if you can imagine driving along, you're near a city bypass and somebody's going about 10 miles an hour when you're doing 75. Mm-hmm. Um 
and he did that then by the time he got to the first corner then forgot how to break um ran into the back of ricardo mm, ricardo who, went into the two alpines and wee. one of them went over the top of the other mm-hmm. but still in very boring fashions by the way only for both the alpines to retire and like they did in silverstone so alpine are not having a very good a very good season i'd say no um but before we get on to Alpine, because I will, I, I do want to get to yes, that. Yes, yes, we'll get ahead of ourselves. Ricardo. Yes. His first race back in the mm-hmm, sport. Mm-hmm. Gets into an AlphaTauri, which has been struggling all season. Has a good qualifying session. Out qualifies Sonoda. Then gets hit at the start of the race. Recovers. Yeah. Not to the points, but, but recovers. P thirteen. P thirteen. Yeah. Do you think he's already proved? Is one is worth for uh, AlphaTauri and two do you think he's already proved that he can get back that in that Red Bull seat for next year despite the reports from Christian Horner saying oh, we're yeah. not moving anyone around we would never do that we would never lie after they moved around literally everyone um, so your first question is is he, is he has he already proved him his worth in his worth in AlphaTauri uh, so much so that the his sacking was justified. I would say that he definitely did a brilliant job. It was very unfortunate that he got plummeted in the first corner. I think that he did do a very good recovery to P thirteen, but mainly I think he has just proved that 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 AlphaTauri is not something that anyone wants to be driving. It's god awful. It's 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 quite amazing really when you think that AlphaTauri is just it's the, the you know the junior team for mm. Red Bull Sh- should Shouldn't still <laughs> have some sort of Red Bulliness in it yes I mean you know it wasn't th- three years ago that they won a race uh, yeah not even that I don't know so, yeah well, it, was it, was 20, it was 2021 2020 yeah. what did they do the season's blur season's blur um, um, we do know our stuff, we promise. Um, but yes, I would say that he did manage to finish in front of Sonoda. Mm-hmm. Not really sure what Sonoda did in that race. Not much from the looks of it. No. Uh, um, but I think he has proved his worth in AlphaTauri because even his qualifying was pretty decent. He qualified P13 again. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, he recovered yeah. to P13 as well. And to answer your question if he deserves a Red Bull seat I think we need to watch him a bit more I think he definitely has the potential I don't know if Perez has just wanted to take a holiday at the moment but at at this very time I'd say possibly I think we need to watch him a bit as the season continues Mm. but I can definitely see him in that seat what Perez or Ricardo? Ricardo. Ricardo. Um, maybe not next year, but I maybe next again. Maybe twenty twenty five. Yeah. Well, what, Perez. Let's not get it twisted. Perez has a contract until twenty twenty five. Yes, but that has never stopped Red Bull from no. ending a contract early. It has not. Uh, Christian Horner has already said that for twenty twenty five, he's open for Ricardo to make a return. Mm-hmm. Um, I would not be surprised if he makes it earlier. I think you're right. But I do think they, you know, we need some more time. Um, yeah, cool. Let's talk about the F word. Oh, yes, Ferrari. Ferrari, the F oh, word. Oh, dear. 
Ferrari's race was, I think, something they would rather forget. I think that's anything you could be said about Ferrari since 2022, the start of 2022, which, you know, was so promising for them. They won many races. Yeah, a few of the first races. They were ahead in the Constructors' Championship. They, they were challenged to max. They were ahead in the Drivers' Championship. Charles Leclerc was driving brilliantly. And this time out, I'll give you a couple of the, 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 uh, the thing figures from the race. Ferrari obviously finished 7th and 8th. Mm-hmm. Um, but not only did they finish 7th and 8th, but they were 70 seconds away from Verstappen. Ouch. Which, giving 2nd place was already 33 seconds away mm-hmm. isn't that, mu- that, that bad. But then yeah. that's another 40 seconds on top of that. Um, Charles Leclerc had a nine second pit stop oh his pit stop I don't he locked up coming into the pit lane yeah and I don't want to say that there wasn't pressure on him but he was not leading the race no and he, he probably did want to get a better run than Sainz did however I don't think he should have been locking up in that moment no but and that did cost him an extra five seconds. He got another five seconds penalty for speeding in the so pit. So he line, already yeah. had a ten second stop as well as that. Didn't he? he had a very long pit stop? Yeah, it was nine nine point one or nine point two yeah, second stop. So that didn't help him at all. And science just science. I don't be, even remember what science did in that race. But Carlos Sainz has some really good performances as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that Ferrari man, like, because we know that both of them are great drivers. Yes. And we know the Ferrari isn't great. We this know season. that the team is can be a successful team. Yes. Given many of their world championships. Yeah. They've just not managed to put it together this year. The yeah. personnel, maybe the leadership, and especially the car. Well, Ferrari haven't won a constructors championship to, since two thousand seven. Yeah. So. It's, it's a lot. It's getting longer. The longer time goes yeah. on, it's only getting longer. And they have the drivers to and they've, do it. Yeah, they've brought in Fred Vasseur, mm-hmm. which was a big move, getting rid of Matteo yes. Bonotto, who, <laughs> while a team principal cannot be at fault for everything, was mm-hmm. definitely at fault for at least some of it. Yes. They said they were making changes to the strategy team. The strategy calls have been just as, if not sometimes worse mm-hmm. than last season. Um... What 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 needs to change at Ferrari for you? What is it? Well, for one, the car definitely needs to, <laughs> to needs to have a lot to look at. Yeah. Um, the strategists they might need to get a little reshuffle. They're a bit questionable. I mean, recently they've not been in. A, they've not done. They had that. Outrageous. They had that really great moment of strategy call when everyone thought, "Oh my god, they've done it again." Last race. Yes. And, and it ended up working out for them yeah, really well. Yeah, perfectly for them. However, sometimes that does not work for them. I think it might have been more luck. Yeah, um, I, 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 need to look into it. But I wonder if there's an those because we know that for like for example, the likes of Haas this year have been really struggling with a tire deck, mm-hmm. in that they can do ten laps on a tire and then yeah. it'll just explode for them. I wonder if there's a weird if Ferrari are facing some of the similar issues because you see them do start a race, they go okay, we're going to start the race on hards. And then we'll go into mediums very much later mm-hmm. on. And then they, do and the they pit at the same stint. time as everyone that was on softer tyres. Yeah, they, they, could, they could possibly be right. I mean, even the Ferraris were not the fastest Ferrari-powered car on, in qualifying. No, it that, was the Alfa Tauris. No, 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 not Alfa Romeo, God. Yeah, Jules did an amazing job. Yeah, P5 and P7 for Bottas. I have one more question to ask you. Charles Leclerc. 
Okay. He can't catch a break. Oh, he God. has looked depressed ever since about ever since France last year when he bent it in the wall, <laughs> yeah. lost all chances of championship hopes. Mm-hmm. He has looked done in. Miserable. He looks like he's lost all hope with the team. Mm-hmm. Is it time for Charles to go? There have been rumours. Oh, it's so tricky because Ferrari is every every single driver's dream move. And it was Charles' dream move. <sighs> But I just can't see him winning a championship in that Ferrari car. Unless they have some drastic changes. I think he does need to move on to somewhere else. And if his, his contract's up this year, isn't it? Yes. Him and Lewis Hamilton's. <laughs> I don't know if he'll stay because I don't know where else he'd go. Because there's not I know really where he would well, go. there could be an open <laughs> Red Bull seat. Oh, no, I... Yeah, I know you're thinking of Mercedes. I I have a theory, but he could go to Mercedes, but I don't think that unless Lewis signs somewhere else, I just can't see Mercedes signing him over Lewis Hamilton. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. I think I think Lewis would have to make the decision first. And I can't see Lewis moving to Ferrari. I like I know I just said it's every driver's dream team, but. The way he must see that this is not, and I know he loves to develop a team, but he is getting a bit older, and I think that he he is not the best. I mean, I know nothing. What do I know? But I you know enough. Don't you know enough. Think that it would be the best move. Piastri obviously got to be one of the best rookies of, of oh, recent memory. Of course, memories. I've always been a Piastri fan. You have been a Piastri fan. I Ellie started the Ellie started this year and decided that No, even before the year when he when it was like a question if he was gonna get signed or not. Yeah. I just thought obviously his time in the lower formulas were just so incredible. Yeah. I thought this guy cannot not go into yeah. Formula One and do well. Like he's shown potential like to be on the level yeah. of like Lewis Hamilton as a rookie and mm. Max Verstappen, Charles Leclerc. Mm. So I just think that especially now that that McLaren has actually whatever the leap forward is, yeah, I think he could def he's definitely shown off his potential. As soon as they got pace, he was right up there with Norris, if yeah. not like at the same speed as him. Yeah, no, you're right, and I, I but it, that's why it confused me the. The pit stop incident. Let's get yes, let's get to yes. it. Um, so at the moment, in that moment in the race, Max Verstappen's running first. Uh, Oscar Piastri's running second, mm-hmm. and Lando Norris is running third. Third, and Lewis Hamilton is behind him. Behind him. Mm-hmm. Usually, what happens in F one teams is that there seems to be a verbal gentleman's agreement that whoever is in front gets to decide to come in first. Now, yes. Instead, what happens here at McLaren is Lando Norris boxes first, goes onto new, fresher tyres, and uses those new, fresh tyres to set a faster lap. Set an incredible outlap. Let's just give Lando Norris the credit where it is due. It was an incredible outlap. Because his pit stop was even longer. It was slightly slower, yeah. I think it was four tenths longer than um, Piastri's. Mm. But what happened was Lando comes... And then Oscar goes in for a stop the next lap, or yeah, the next lap. Yes. Yes. When just as Lando Norris is finishing his outlap. Yeah, and Lando Norris ends up overtaking him just because he's got fresher tires. tires. Well, not fresher, but heated tires. Yes. 
so he just breezes right past him and at the moment both of us thought oh why had McLaren done that Mm. now looking back at it maybe they knew that Norris had a bit more pace than Mm. Piastri because Norris managed to finish quite a bit ahead of Piastri Piastri ended up being P6 or P5 P5 yes P5 so and if they did keep Piastri in front, it might have kept Norris behind. And then I think that Perez might have managed to get the both of get them. Get the both of them. However, I don't know if that's what McLaren were thinking in hindsight. Mm. Maybe they were. But at the time, it definitely seemed it, a bit... It just looked a bit dodgy because it, it seems to be regardless of, of what the strategy is, you pit the guy in front first. Yes. But obviously... There, there could have been a call from Piastri. We don't mm-hmm. get when you watch the TV, you never get all the radio messages. No. And there could have been a call from Piastri to say, "Piastri, Oscar, come into pits," and he's gone. No, I want to stay. Possibly, out. yes. We don't. In know. which case, you know, yes, it's free game. It was interesting though, and you know, yes. So as interesting as the McLaren pit stops were, slightly after, Lewis Hamilton pitted before both of them. Mm-hmm. And he ended up like nine seconds nine behind. Nine seconds behind both of them. Yeah, behind both of them. Yeah. And even Lewis himself did not know what the hell happened. Yeah. And we were like, because it's not like Lewis had a slow pit stop. No. And he wasn't far behind them when he did pit. No. So we have no clue what happened. Double DRS. At Hungary. Yes. The DRS activation yes. zone is before the last, it's just before the last corner. Mm-hmm. You then get DRS down the street. Yes. And you get DRS after you go around the sec- the first hairpin. Mm-hmm. The, regardless of whether you're now in front of the car or not, why does that still exist? Because we know yeah. that more than ever, these cars are able to cl- fall much closer together. Sure, it, albeit it, it, not so much as last year because there's been a few regulation changes and teams are complaining that mm-hmm. it's been a little more difficult. However, it's still much better than what we had five years ago. Surely that activation point should be the middle of that hairpin in turn one. I don't know. Like, because I, at that point, are you not then going to get better racing of the two drivers that yeah. are now... Because as, as Martin Brundle always puts it, he wants DRS to be able to put the two drivers along, coming alongside each other mm-hmm. into the first corner. Mm-hmm. If they arrive at the first corner at the same time, then you have an interesting battle. Yeah. What seems to be happening now is it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. The drivers, if they if they come into the, at the same time to that first corner in Hungary, the driver who's got the DRS is already won. Got to get through first because he's already got into the second corner. So I don't know. Yeah, it might need changed, but maybe if we didn't have that, maybe the straight is just not enough for it to get done. I think you're right. But I think in the terms of Perez, yes, Perez's we saw that DRS Perez is, is already insane, so yeah. he did not need that double yeah. DRS. Have you heard of Formula One Point Five? I've not heard, have not heard of Formula One Point Five. This is going to be really interesting. Then, so Formula One Point Five was mm-hmm. a concept brought about. I, f- I can't remember if it was towards the end of the Red Bull dominance. Or if it was the in twenty thirteen, s- yeah. Or if it was the start of the Mercedes dominance. Anyway, mm-hmm. Formula One point five is you take out. Well, originally what it was, it was you take out any constructor that's l- likely to win a race. They did a cal- they had a calculation to work it out, mm-hmm. and then you use the rest of them to work out race standings. Okay. So 
obviously this year, Red Bull are the only ones that have won races. So yes. every other team is involved. Yeah. So they've they essentially just taken they out. They take out the Red top. Bull. They take out the, t- the Red Bull runners mm-hmm. and the positions of the races, and they see who would be winning a championship if it wasn't okay. for Red Bull. So obviously the top ten from this weekend, first place would have been Landon Norris. Yeah. Second place would be Lewis Hamilton. Uh-huh. Third place would be Lewis uh, Oscar Piastri. Okay. Would you like to know who is leading the Formula One point five constructors standings? Can I take a guess? After the Hungarian Grand Prix. Yes, you can. Is it Fernando Alonso? It is Fernando Alonso. Yeah, I think Fernando so. Alonso would be leading the world championship with 213 points. And Lewis Hamilton would be just behind him, wouldn't You're he? You're correct. Lewis Hamilton would be on 186 points. Would you like to guess at who was third? Oh. It's quite difficult. There's quite close between I'm three drivers. I'm going to guess... It has to be a Ferrari. Actually, no. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to go with... George Russell. Carlos Sainz. Oh, 132 uh, points, followed by Russell on 128 and Leclerc on 121. Damn. Um, I'd love to see that season. Uh, the team standings would be Mercedes in first, Aston Martin in second, and Ferrari in wow. third. Formula 1.5, in my head, hey. <laughs> would be phenomenal. Well, um, let's just cut out Red Bull. If we just cut out Red Bull, we can give them, give them the trophy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give just, them the yeah you've won this. You've won this. Can you leave give, us alone? Give Max Championship. Here, Where, yeah. here. Can you leave us alone for the rest of the season? <laughs> we want to see who's going to win this. Um, so we will be following the Formula 1.5 season Yes, very and we will give you updates. Updates. <laughs> to see who will win to see the if 2023 World Championship. His... Yeah. Oh, um, Logan Sargent's little... Um, yeah, did you see that? Incident yeah. on the I'll, I'll play on the, end of the... I'll, I'll play on the video version, but for audio-only version, Logan Sargent, towards the end of the race, sitting in a legendary... Solid... <laughs> P-18? Or, or maybe he was 18th after that. Yeah, it was after the incident, because that yeah, was blasted. Yeah, um, randomly just loses a little, a little lapse in concentration, spins around at the chicane, and loses the only place that he had at that point, which was over Yuki Tsunoda. Yuki Tsunoda actually did really well to avoid him because as he stopped, the he car started, started rolling oh, back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and Yuki Tsunoda did to quite uh, pretty good at avoiding action. Logan Sargent again proving that money can't buy you talent. Ouch. So away from the track. Uh, well, it's kind of away from the track, but I wanted to talk about the fact that this was the first weekend of the F1 Kids broadcast. Yes, it was. Which, well, I didn't watch on the F1 Kids broadcast, although it might have made the race a little bit more interesting. Probably. I did see there were floating cars. There was floating cars, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. There was floating cars, there was animated characters. <sighs> did you ever watch the McLaren Tuned? Oh, I did. I loved I'll them. put some photos up now. Those were my favourite thing, watching the race. I didn't care about the race. All I cared about was was the cartoons. Basically a cartoon short mini-series around the McLaren team back in like 2012, 2013? Yeah, with Jensen Button and Lewis Hamilton. It was 2013 because then they brought Sergio Perez in. So it's a bit like that, F1 Kids. Um, It looked fun, it looked great. Yeah, it looked really interesting. The interviews definitely made the, the interviews a bit more interesting. Yeah, however... There was one person who clearly did not care for the children's spirit of F1, and that was Danica Patrick. Yeah, I think her goal on that day was to crush the little children's <laughs> dreams. She uh, said a bunch of statements that were 
interesting to say the least yeah. surrounding pretty much the idea that uh women don't have the same hunger and desire or yeah i don't want to quote because i don't know the exact um, I'll, I'll, I'll put it up but it was something it wasn't that. The best, it basically, the best light. But, but not only did she say this on the F1 broadcast, she said this on the F1 kids to, broadcast. To a little girl. To a little girl. And as we try and encourage more female F1 drivers yes. and female racing drivers in general, that is not the way to go about it. Not the way to encourage little kids to go after their dream by saying that they will never have the same ambition as the boys do. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, so she wins. Uh, worst comment of the week (laughs) on the other hand uh, do you want to know who wins the craziest comment of the week Ted Kravitz oh yes Um, I know exactly what you're going to (laughs) say was it in practice or was it in qualifying I think it might be qualifying Ted Kravitz (laughs) delivered a beautiful like minute long analogy (laughs) on how F1 is very like shepherd's pie (laughs) Ted Kravitz Loves a good food an- an- analogy. 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 We've had and he is a man after my own heart. Yeah, he, I do love a good food do, analogy. You do love a new food analogy. Analogy. <laughs> analogy. <laughs> it was. Um, he's done this before. He did this with cheese. A baby bill. A baby I bill. Believe. Um. He. Um. Even. He often talks about the different food stands that he's tasted over the weekend yes. on Ted's notebook. So even if our F one race. Has not been the most exciting that weekend. You can always rely on Ted Kravitz to spice it up with some food. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Ted Kravitz. We're here for you, Ted. We love, we you. love you. Please come on our podcast. That'd be amazing. <laughs> we would love you on our podcast, Ted. Um, and finally, uh, I've kept this from Ellie because I think okay. it's the funniest thing that happened all oh, weekend. Dear. It's not. Well, it's one of the funniest things that happened all the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see? Um, on the official F one, you know how the F one TV have their own broadcasting service? Yes. And they have something a bit like the Skypad. Okay. With Julian Palmer. Now, do okay. you remember who Julian Palmer is? No. He was a British driver for Renault back in, like, 2015, okay. 16. Okay. Um, Julian Palmer only was there for a couple of seasons, but he's now with F1 TV. Okay. Julian Palmer um, delivered the most cutting-edge analysis I have ever seen. Julian Palmer, okay. this weekend, decided to deliver some analysis, not on the race, mm-hmm. not on the weather, not even on the track itself. Okay. But on a water slide. All right. This is a two-minute piece of analysis from Julian Palmer on water slides. Okay. Now, in Formula One, we know that it's quite a, quite fruity when cars get sideways. It looks so impressive, but it's slowing you down. We had a terrific example. Poolside on Saturday, and these three fellows, uh, they were missing a bit of the action, but they were giving us a bit of action. We can look at this now. Firstly... Reaction time, crucial in Formula One. And look at that, chap in the middle. He's away with it. He's got the jump. I am not joking. This goes on for like two minutes. So he just does minutes. a commentary on... He does a, co- he does a, he does a commentary on who wins... The water slide. The water slide race between three unsuspecting Hungarian Grand Prix residents. Is this is that real? Not a cartoon? No, 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 that's real. Oh, I thought it was a cartoon. <laughs> no, 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 that's, that's real people oh, okay. from the helicopter footage. That, that happened to be there and All they've right. given this piece of groundbreaking analysis to Julian Palmer to deliver 
Oh, that is F1 TV brilliant. Videos. I am so glad that I do watch the F1 <laughs> TV broadcasts. <laughs> so yes, thank you, Julian Palmer, for your brilliant delivery on poolside action. You know, he, he used it to try and reference how uh, cars going sideways would slow them down because of be course, more drag. Of course. I it, lost that uh, metaphor. <laughs> yeah, it was just it was it was just him delivering uh, a, a race between three people on the water slide. Um, so hopefully, Julian, next week at Spa, we can maybe if it starts to rain, we can get some more uh, metaphors. I've got one little insight. Oh, on the looking forward Belgian to next, Grand Prix next, next week. There's a possibility that it could be cancelled. Oh really? All of the F1 drivers. Have went to the all. I say all, but some of the F1 drivers have went visited the FIA and said to them that they should not be scared to cancel the race if the conditions call for it. Really, it looks like we're getting some rain this weekend. Well, we might be doing a blast from the past episode next week. Yeah, of an actual <laughs> race analysis because, am I hell? Doing a oh, a forty five minute podcast on what happened at the Belgian Grand Prix in twenty twenty one. I'd like to get your predictions for um Ooh. the results of if if the race runs okay and if it stays maybe if it's mixed conditions or if it's dry. I need your top three for qualifying and race. Okay, for qualifying with no idea because when practice has not happened yet, mm-hmm. so with no pre pre anything, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I'm going to say that George Russell P1. This is for qualifying. Okay. <laughs> Verstappen P3, P2. Sorry, P2. And I'm going to say Lando Norris P3. Okay. And for my race predictions, I'm going to say Verstappen P1. Mm-hmm. What is what? Lewis Hamilton P2. Ooh. And Oscar Piastri P3. Oh, wouldn't you just love that? I would love you that. You would just love that. I would. Uh, qualifying, I'm going... Uh, I just said any name that came to my head. Did you? There was no there was rhyme no or reason behind reason. that. Okay. Qualifying, I'm going uh, Lando Norris P1. I'm going for Stappen P2. Mm-hmm. And Perez P3. Oh, that's generous I'm of brave. you. I'm brave. Uh, and for the race, I'm going for Stappen P1, Norris P2, for Stappen P3. That is all that's happened. For Stappen P3? Sorry, Perez P3. Okay. Well, before you come and call us washed... We're just making things interesting. Yeah. I just said anything that came to my head. Hey, we'll see what happens. And we'll see you next week for the next installment of yeah. possibly the Belgian Grand Prix. Or possibly not the Belgian Grand Prix. We'll have Whatever to comes to us, we will provide you with entertaining content. Yeah. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. If you are watching on YouTube, go ahead and go to Spotify and give us a wee five-star rating as well because it's much, much better for us on Spotify and on Amazon Podcast if we get ratings over there. Um, although we much appreciate, we do appreciate you watching us on YouTube as well. Please make sure that if you have enjoyed our podcast, if you could share it with any of your friends, that yeah. would be absolutely lovely. We are a, a, a you know a completely independent podcast that's trying to get off the ground from just two people that are 
very interested in F1. <laughs> Thanks very much for watching. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.